Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <clears throat> okay, good to go. So, you've been podcasting lately, or what's been going on in your life? Uh, no, I have not podcasted, actually, since about a couple of weeks after we spoke. No. I had a family emergency ha- that happened, ironically, uh, right after that interview. And so, you know, things kind of went a different way, but, you know, everything's good now. Uh, I just had to take care of family. You know how that is. Say what? I say, you know how that is, you know, when a family member uh, gets sick and mm-hmm. you have to kind of shift gears, and there was just a lot going on, but I'm good, personal, and everything is settled now. So how's everything going with you? How's your uh, podcast going, and, you know, how are things with your life? Oh, yeah, I mean, everything's cool over here. You know, it's just, um, I can understand with the podcasting thing. It is just a hobby. It's one of those things that when you have time to do it, no matter, even if you really want to do it, it's just one of those things that it's on the back burner. Everything else is a priority. So I totally understand. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But no, I was just curious. But I appreciate you. Hmm? I appreciate you inviting me um, to speak again. I oh. definitely appreciate that. And it's not that I'm, you know, off the scene. It's just that it was just one of those ironic things that right after we had the interview and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be doing one thing and I was throwing a curveball. But I appreciate you, um, you know, having me back on. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me, sisters. Okay, like I said, I enjoyed the conversation. And um, like I talked about in our conversation, it's like um, I think you should be podcasting. I'm not sure, because I would love to, like, have you on, like, as a feature on my podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm just not knowing how to do it. I'm not sure, like, what you want to talk about. Like, what would you want to talk about, like, within a podcast that I would be a part of? Um, the the plan, um, or what? Well, what does your audience show interest in? Because, you know, sometimes things that you want to speak on, your audience is not that interested in, and then, some things that you like, you think are nothing. People are like, "No, oh, let's hear more of that." So, um, is there any subject that you hear from your subscribers that they're like, "You know, you need to talk about this," or you know, bring this subject up? Well, because I'm flexible on anything with the game. Right. Um, I think there's a definite interest in like a female's perspective on the game because you know, I, a lot of my listeners also listen to like the Tariq dude and those other dudes who have advice. They listen to other advice-type dudes, but not so much chicks. So what I was figuring is, like, this would be a good introduction with my co-signing on it to have, like, a female's perspective on the game. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, you know, because it's like so many dudes have their opinions, and it's fine to have an opinion as long as you're not claiming to be an expert. You know, these other dudes aren't claiming to be experts on the game because they probably haven't been in the game like you have been in the game. So Exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> That's what's funny to... about this. Huh? That's what's funny to me about it, you know, but they're the first one saying that, who is this chick? And, you know, I, it was actually Tariq who said that he knew me and women shouldn't listen to me because I was living in a studio apartment in Chicago. Now, this guy doesn't even live in Chicago. He's not from Chicago. And he also said I was, uh, he could tell I was born and raised in the hood, so I was nothing more than a hood rat who had been run through, and now I was trying to educate women on the game. So, So So that is the dude who you had issues with before then? Yes, yes. And I'm like, First of all, if how could someone who doesn't live in Chicago even claim to know where I live or who I am? You know, it's ludicrous, but you have females out here and men that believe this stuff, and they're following people who are who learn the game, you know, from a book themselves. It's obvious through the way that they speak. Right, exactly. And, I mean, it's like my issue with that is, as far as his comments, like, Okay, what's wrong with that? That 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 provides um, credibility, and it 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 means that that person actually lived his life. So it's like they're part of this game. You are pretending to be an expert on a game that you were never a part of. So it's like, how can you give advice to? I mean, it's easy how because you know you have these sheepish type people who just follow. But right. I think it's just anyone who should have any credibility in the game as far as I can say. I don't know you know you, but I'm saying if what you're saying is 100% legitimate, then, yeah, if anything, you have more of an upper hand on the real game, not some... And it's just a different perspective. That's all it is. It's just the other side of the game. I mean, but he has an outsider's view of it, though. You're in the game. He has an outsider's view. And and the thing with that is most dudes who, who claim to be experts on the game couldn't survive the game. Exactly. Exactly. You can tell in his conversation and what he got in his feelings about with me, uh, about if, because actually I had no problem with Tariq um, or anybody who's basically trying to teach what they believe to be the laws of the game. That's your thing. Do you? You know, everybody needs a hustle. Everybody is out here doing something. And I was actually reporting on some of the things he said on my blog. Until I kept running across video after video after video of him cursing his followers out, female followers out, because they would question something that he said that would actually be something disrespectful or that didn't make sense. And instead of him addressing the issue, he would start saying, I know you're a basic beast, I can tell by how you sound. And and I just started saying, wait a minute, that's none of that what he's saying is gang. First of all, a player wouldn't even have this type of anger towards a feet. And I just started evaluating, you know, what he was actually saying. I really started dissecting it and saying, well, this is this is not a Mac here. Because a player, I've been around males who are players my whole life, and I've never seen what he displayed. I don't, I don't see that. When they run across a person that disagrees with them, I'm talking about a female, it's nothing but uh, love, or they might laugh it off, or, you know, just kind of, push past it. They don't get so excited to the point where they want to destroy that female. And just everything about what I was seeing was just fake, you know. And so 
I mentioned to my followers, be aware of who you all are following because some of these people are, you know, telling you how to live your life, telling you how to uh, have relationships with men, and actually they're giving you false information. Like he has a book out saying, play or be played, right, for women. But then he repeatedly says women can't be players. So that doesn't make sense. That's a contradiction. So that kind of stuff is what made me think, like, this dude is not who he says he is, you know? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it earlier. It's like everybody's got to hustle. This dude has found his niche in this player lifestyle that he has no knowledge of, no true knowledge of. But he's he found his niche there. He found some dudes who are going to follow him and, and some chicks too, I guess, who are going to listen to him and follow him. And the ones who disagree with him, I have the same problem with people like him. They don't give them a voice. They don't give them a voice. It's like they shoot them down, they curse them out. They don't want to hear their version of how they feel about or respond to what he said that may not be true or that they disagree with. Right. Those the people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. All they want to do is propagate what they believe in so their followers and listeners can buy their books, can listen to their seminars, can watch their videos. That's all they want. They don't care about the truth. All they want to do exactly. is follow them and buy their shit. That's all they want. That's all I was saying. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I got in trouble about that little thing with, with Therese. He went eight on me uh, about that. Me basically just saying, like, wait a minute, this cat is perpetrating because everything that he's saying, is, he's, what he's saying in his book, he's, when he gives his um, videos and things like that, he's saying the opposite. Again, he's saying, uh, wrote a book, play or be played. Women, you know, this is how you play the game, so called. But then he keeps repeatedly saying that Butterfly Jones is her her conversation is uh, you know not legitimate because women can't be players. The only thing a woman can do is open her legs up and basically give pussy. And if she's not giving the pussy out, a man is not going to deal with you. Well, first of all, that's not game. Okay, anybody can be played, male or female. So if you're a player and you know anything about the principles, then you know that. You know that anybody can be played, male or female. And you know that the game comes from a woman. If you're a true player, women are the ones that set the tone. And men have to basically learn how to get into a woman's head and flip the script on her. That's where a man's game comes. But it's not a man's game in, in that he runs everything and a woman just has no say-so or no kind of control or leverage in, in the dating process whatsoever. It's just ludicrous what he's talking about. And as I told many of the people who were coming at me left, I said, well, you can follow him, but I can guarantee you I know your life is not progressing. I know your relationships are not progressing if you're following him. Because all he's teaching you is that black women are angry and basically nothing to chase, or, you know, all of this negativity, and it's no game principle in that. I'm keeping it based off principles. Everything else is subjective. But all I want to tell you are the principles of the game, and you do with them what you will. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it on the principles. But he's all left field with it, you know, getting in his feelings about, you know, what a woman is saying she can do with a man. You know what I'm saying? It's not to get in your feelings about. If a man says he could play me, I'm not in my feelings about that because it's possible. Anybody can be played. If you are vulnerable, if you if your your head is not in the right place, you can be a game the game. 
Yeah. Um, well, I don't 100% agree with that. Um, but I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself. And, you know, I'm not going to be one of these. I mean, I am going to be one of these dudes, but I'm not going to be one of these typical dudes who's like, oh, ain't no female can take advantage of me. But, I mean, really, honestly, I mean, the way I am and the way I know myself and the fact that I've been able to go my whole life and not have any woman take advantage of me because, you know, I can sniff shit out. You know, I mean, I've, I've never been the type of dude who caters to women. It's been like the opposite to me, and trust me, I'm not trying to come across like a Mac or some gorgeous dude. Not at all. I don't think you have to be the most gorgeous dude, even though I'm not ugly, to pull chicks. It's like it's all about confidence. Yeah, it's about confidence, the way you carry yourself, and being able to communicate with women, which I'm very capable of doing. So I've never been in a position where I've had to go out of my way to get chicks. So I've never experienced the whole getting played by women thing because I don't put that much emphasis on pussy. You know, it's like pussy can be gotten for me at any time. So since I've never had to chase pussy, I never fell into that trap like most dudes do, that women are this possession that you've got to do X, Y, and Z for. I, You know, I, I never got into that. So therefore, I, I escaped the whole being played by women thing. So when you say that, you know, anybody can be played, yeah, maybe you're an average dude or chick, I'm sure, but I just don't feel as though I could be game. Well, you're one of those guys that I warn the women who follow me about. Because what I found was a lot of women that were trying to follow by advice were trying to take men like you with your mentality and your experiences with women, and they were trying to use basic principles of game and flip you and game and tame you. And then they would come to me and say, well, you know, I've been trying to, like, basically run game and I'm failing all over the place. What is my issue? And when they would describe to me the kind of guy they were dealing with, I had to let them know, you can't be at a basic level of game, not have the principles under your belt and be like a master of them, and then get a guy who I call it deep in the game. You know, basically a player's mindset is what I feel that you have. You can't take a guy like that and use some basic, you know, fundamental principles on him and think he's going to fall for what you're displaying. A kind of guy like you, only a woman like myself, who's deep in the game, can kind of, I think, play with. And I'm not saying I'm uh, I'm going to gain and tame you. I'm just using us as an example. Somebody with enough experience and someone who has mastered the principles to kind of know how to get in your head. You You're not an easy one. You see what I'm saying? Because your experiences with women – and your natural um, ability to not attach easily makes you hard to catch. You see what I'm saying? And that's, I call that a master player. That's somebody who you really have to know what you're doing or you're going to wind up getting your feelings hurt as a female trying to gain and tame them. Um, yeah, all I have to say is you're exactly right. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it because I've met a lot of guys like you. That's why, why I say I've been blessed not only to, you know, have the game in me, not on me, but also to be around some real masterful players, not necessarily men who were walking around telling everybody they were players or obviously players, but just the, their head space was just player. And to be able to watch them and some of them becoming very close with me and letting me know their thought processes, 
I think that, you know, the blessing that I've had is to be able to know how to flip the game or run game on those types of men. But that's like final level for a female player. That's final level. You don't want to touch a guy like, you know, you, a female. You don't want to go after a guy like a player hater like you unless your game is tip-top, unless you've mastered the principles. Because as I said uh, earlier, you will just, wind up getting your feelings hurt because you don't care enough to get involved. You know what I mean? Like you just said, you don't care enough. And also you have other options. I say in a lot of my blog posts, I say in a lot of my books that one of the keys to playing a man is he has to be invested in you emotionally for you to play him. That's first step. You can't get a man who doesn't care and think you're going to run game on him. And there are different tactics that a woman can use to get a man emotionally invested in her. And there are certain tricks you can use. Even if the guy is not in love, you can get someone emotionally invested in you to the point where you can manipulate their mind or and seduce them. And so that's the key with a, a guy like you or um, a master player uh, someone who's actually using principles of the game consciously is that you would have to get them emotionally connected and then flip the game on them that way. All right, straight. Hey, so let's do this. I do a segment on my podcast called Raw Conversations, and that's when I have, like, sexually explicit-type conversations and also personal-type shit and just bounce questions around and talk about different things. You open for that? Yeah, Sure. I straight. So let me ask you this. Um, since you just finished describing the way I am, the, you know, as far as the way you perceive me, you were pretty close on a lot of that. And then you mentioned what you just said as far as women have to do certain things, a certain type of way to maybe, not even, let's just go away from me, um, but just like to sort of draw guys in. Like what would be some of those things that let's say you would do to like sort of draw a guy in? To game and tame a guy like you? Okay, yeah, let's stay on me then. Okay, yeah, game and team. Like. <laughs> well, well, that's what you are. That's what you described to me, so I got to keep it 100. You know, it's nothing but respect for that. Um, like I said, the first, thing, the first thing that a woman has to do is recognize if she is that guy's type. No, 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 man. no. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. No, no, I'm talking about oh, you. Oh, go ahead. Talking about like a woman, no, oh. like, talking about you. Like what could you do to make me want that pussy so bad? And now the last part of what you said got a little scrambled. Now, to make you basically to, to game and tame you is the question you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like game and tame okay. me and what would make me want that pussy so bad? You know, like what? what is that? Um, well, like I said, I still feel that, first of all, I have to be your type. You know, I have to appeal to you. And if I don't appeal to you um, physically, maybe I can appeal to you emotionally. Maybe I can, you know, provide you with something that other women haven't given you. Uh, I've met a lot of guys like you, and they have a lot of women. They, you know, get a lot of sex. Dating for them is very easy. So when they meet women, it's like nothing, you know. It's like, okay, just another one. And what I've been able to do successfully is provide that peace uh, that they haven't gotten from other women. And one of the things I find with a lot of men like you is the intellectual stimulation 
a lot of men uh, don't get that from women. Women come in to the situation on a sexual tip. You know, I'm going to show him sexually what I can do. Or they come physically with their bodies, and I'm going to show him how big my titties are, and I'm going to show him how nice and round my ass is. But you've seen it before. You've had dimes, you've had tens, you've had all of that. So how do I appeal to you in a way that no other woman has? Maybe you're not used to being nurtured. I used to pride myself on, I used to tell all my friends, you know, I'll have them in tears before the end of the week. I used to be good at getting men to cry, getting them to become vulnerable in front of me. That was part of my game because if I can make you cry, if I can make you vulnerable in front of me in a way that you're not with other women, then you belong to me. Now I can gain and tame you because now I gain the leverage in the situation. So that's what, those are two of the things that I would do with you or a guy like you is appeal to that. And you're going to tell me what you're missing in our conversation. I'm going to structure our first conversation to find out what you've missed, what you didn't get from these other chicks, what I can give you that's going to blow your mind. Okay. Hey, and here's the, here's the question I love to ask chicks that I talk to. Uh, no disrespect intended. But um, do you think you can give me some pussy? Do I think what? I'm the type of dude. I didn't you, you have to excuse me. This phone today is like it's garbled. Did you ask me if I could fuck this? What do you? I mean, I didn't ask you that, but you can answer. You can tell me that. Well, what did you say? What did you say? Say it again. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's all good. I said, do you think I'm the type of dude that you would give some pussy to? Uh. Well, my rule of thumb has always been to decide who I'm going to fuck, you know, before I even meet the person. You know, I I plan dick out, you know, face it out. And I've been like that since I can remember. So let's say if I it's the beginning of the year, and I'll say, well, I'm only doing two this year. You know, that's it. Two new dicks, you know, then before I meet you, I already know if I'm going to put you in that category because I may you know, say, well, it's only March, and no, he's not the one. Or I may say, well, this dude is a cat that I want. I want him. I want to I wanna be his lady. So, yeah, I'm going to give him some pussy. So basically that's how I've always approached it is make the decision before I meet a cat because one of the keys to being a female player is not to date emotionally. Once you put emotions in there and you say, well, I'm going off how I feel and I like him, and I want to give him some, now he's got the leverage in the relationship because you are giving off an energy that says, I want to please him. I have a video on YouTube that says why you should not let a man come, and that's the basis of the video is why you don't satisfy a man with what he wants, which is sex. So, to be a female player means you're not dating from emotions. You're not dating from what you desire sexually. You're dating from a strategy. Oh, oh, okay, see? And that's where I would have a problem because I counter what a woman does, and I depend on her emotions or just people I deal with in general because, like you said earlier, and it's very true, and I, I've been seeing it for years. People really don't believe me, I don't think. I don't care about a lot of stuff. 
So going in, if I don't care, there's nothing that you can do as an individual that would affect me. Nothing you can do that can affect me. So I always go into every encounter with anybody that way, women or whatever, pussy-type situation, doesn't matter. I go in not caring. And um, I and I play off of the other person's emotions. Like if they, like you said, I agree, become overly emotional, they lost. They already lost. You invested too much into this shit. So I already know I got the upper hand. And I gauge the situation from the beginning. But a sister like you would be tough because you put a lot of strategy into it and you don't deal in emotions. And I, I play off of emotions. So if the emotion part is gone, then it's like not even worth it for me to try to go after the pussy because it's like too strategical. Well, that's the point that I wish you would repeat a thousand times because that's why it said that game comes from a woman because most men have to play off of what the woman is giving in order to know his move. It doesn't start with the man. It starts with the woman and what she displays. And that's why I tell women who aspire to be female players that it's about you being able to control what you show. It's about you being able to take the emotion out of it to basically have a poker face so that whatever it is you seek or want from this man, even if you really want him to be your man, you can't let that be seen. And I'm not saying be cold because who wants a cold bitch? Nobody. And that's another thing men misinterpret about female players. They think, you know, we walk around and we're acting like, you know, studs and we are very masculine and all of that. Who is attracted to that? Nobody. My job is to make you believe that I'm into you, but to give you just enough where you keep coming. Now, if I know you're getting pussy, and many men are getting pussy from every woman, then i got to give you something else to chase, and it's not going to be sex because what I'm doing, somebody else has done. You know what I mean? And they probably did it better. Or, you know, you're going to meet somebody who's going to do it just as good as me. So i got to stand out. And until I get you, I've got to show that poker face. I've got to keep you guessing. That's, again, one of my specialties is keep me in guessing. They don't know which angle I'm coming. You know, I'll, I'll tell one tip that I use is you asked me earlier, how would I run game on a guy like you, is I would keep switching it up. You wouldn't know which butterfly you were going to get when you call me, you know. You might get Butterfly Jones who's, who wants to, you know, have a little sex talk, you know, and I might be talking about, you know, what I'm going to do to your dick, and I might be talking about how I want to be fucked. We might talk about that, and it, it's coming from left field, you know. It's not something you expected. I might have come at you from day one in straight lace, a bookworm, a hardworking, you know, young woman, Rise in the corporate ladder, and all of a sudden you call me, and I want to talk about your dick. Well, that's shock. Shock is emotion. Wow, this is different. Okay, now I got you. Then the next time you call, you're thinking, oh, I got her. Sex is around the corner, and I flip the script on you again. Now I come with you on a different tip. I might come with you on a spiritual tip. I'm talking, you know, I'm showing you these different faces to keep a man guessing, keep you wondering who is the real butterfly and which one am I going to get today. And if I can do that long enough to keep you coming, then I have a better chance of grabbing you emotionally. You see what I'm saying? Because 
that's the interest that uh, celebrities have that keep people chasing them, is you don't know what they're going to do next. That is the whole game of seduction. And so with men like you who are hard to get, who are not emotional, who have seen it all and probably done it all, that is one way that I would, you know, I would go for the kid. And I would get you because you can't resist the mystery. You know, you want to know what's behind door number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that would be a toughie. I mean, you and I, I mean, I know you're in a relationship, and I'm not trying to disrupt that at all, but I'm just saying hypothetically. You and I in any type of relationship type thing or getting to know you or sexual type thing would be very interesting because you are a master game player, and I am a chess player. I counter what you do, and if you ain't doing nothing, then I ain't doing nothing. So, I mean, that would be, that would be a hella interesting situation because we would basically be waiting each other out to see who's going to break first, and it ain't going to be me. So oh, no, was, I would draw you out. I would draw you out. That's you, that, that's the okay. thing. No. I would draw you out. So, no, see, that's the thing. You have the belief, and I, hey, I ain't mad at it. You have the belief, based on your experiences with dudes, that you can get them to do what you want them to do. And I'm trying to tell you, um, really, I'm, I'm a different dude. I am a very different dude. I am very intuitive. So I can see most moves three, four, five steps before they happen. So even your, the way you go about things, I'm not saying I would be able to break you down because I'm not into breaking folks down. But what I'm saying is I would right. be able to, right, I would be able to counter every move that you make in, in a subtle way. I'm not a mean dude at all. I'm saying in my own little subtle way, I'd be able to counter everything you do, and it would be like a long-ass chess match to the point where we would get tired of that shit and probably just stop fucking with each other. Well, actually, I can tell you how it works because the man that I'm with, I would say he was the greatest challenge of my life. I never would have guessed that I would have met a man who would challenge me so many, so strong on games. But when I met him, he was a master player. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was he's an OG, so it was like he had a few years on me even to just really developed games so cold, you know, that he had a trail of women just busted, angry, you know, just a mess. So when he came at me, of course, I was like you. Like, first of all, this is, you know, you can't do to me what I do to others because I'm going to see it coming. And I'm not going to say he played me because in no way did that happen, but I can just assure you that I never would have thought me and another person with my same mentality could get together. But it it works. And actually, to be honest with you, I love it because finally I have a man in my life who understands how I think. I don't have to hide being a master player. You see what I'm saying? Like, we, he actually gets a kick out of that. He's like, I'm going to sit back, baby, and watch you do your thing. You know, when I'm, I'm running game, he gets a kick out of it. You know, so it, it can work. It's just a, a respect thing. You kind of got to have a line that the two of you don't cross. Once you all fall in love, you can't, you know, continue to run game on each other and just destroy the relationship. It can work. Oh, no, no, I feel you, I feel you. I'm believing it can work. I'm just saying it would be a long process for the two of us, just me knowing the way I am. But um, You'd be surprised. Actually, it's a turn-on because when you meet somebody who can challenge you in that way, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's unique because you don't meet many people that challenge you. Like you said, it's so easy. You just look and see the steps. Like, okay, this is coming next, you know? But when you meet somebody yeah. that's actually... Right. right. I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun. It'll be fun and um, could be slightly, like I said, just long and, and, and progressive over, over a long period of time, which is not necessary. Because I love to be challenged. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a basic or a simple dude. So I don't want to just go up to a chick and get some pussy the first night and then then move on. No, I'm not. I love the whole getting to know somebody process. I love the whole finding out where their head is that process. I love everything about the whole thing. I love the fact that women think that they have the upper hand in certain situations, not over dudes, not with me, but just over dudes in general. And when they come with that basic generic shit that they've used before with other dudes already in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, I already know what's up. <laughs> I already right. know what's up. So it's like, that's not a challenge for me. That's already over with. It's already over with because I already peaked her game, essentially. Um, so, yeah, so those type of situations aren't fun for me. So I can see where a chick like you would be a challenge and could be fun, as long as you're, like, into certain things that I'm into, you know, like just hanging out, having fun, whatever, whatever. Yeah, all of those things. If all of those things were in place, then, yeah, it could be challenging, fun, and interesting. Yeah. And like I said, I never would have thought it. And the original, you know, when the relationship started, I mean, it started with me running game and him running game. It, it, it's, we both were players. We both were at the top of our, our game, you know, really deep in it. And, you know, so it was very challenging at first for both of us to, you know, put our white flags up and be like, okay, this is this is it. But it eventually happened. So um, I would say that for all players anyway, that is the, the point you want to get to um, in your life. You want to be able to develop relationships because you have a lot of people out here that think being a player is about never having any kind of romance or love, just, you know, pussy after pussy after pussy. And to me, in order to refine your game and get better at it, you need to develop relationships. You need to be able to sit with a person for three months, six months, a year, and really be able to, you know, have that back and forth that only a relationship can give you. And then when you do get back out in the dating world, you're better. You know, and I'm saying that for the guys because I know I've met a lot of men who don't develop those relationships and they just stay out uh, in the dating pool just having sex and never really getting that connection. And their game can weaken because they're not able to go to the next, you know what I mean? They don't know what to do once the situation gets deep, and then they're lost, you know. So um, I think that being able to develop relationships is a part of, uh, you know, mastering the game, being able to move to the next level, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, so let's do this. Let's step away from the um, player side of things right now just for a minute and just let's sort of get a little personal. I'm going to ask you, like, what are you into sexually? Like, do you lick ass, do you suck dick, that type of stuff? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, one of the things I don't talk about is what I do behind closed doors, and there's a reason for that, you know, because that should be a guessing game as well. What does Butterfly Jones do and what does she not do? I will answer that question this way. I need not get on my knees to please anyone. So I I can assure you of that. I enjoy sex, and men enjoy having sex with me, but I need not get on my knees to please. 
Okay, well, that's, so what it takes I guess, out of, yeah, that's what it takes the fun out of having a sex conversation if we're not going to talk about what we do. Well, uh, I mean, I'm just a regular, I'm a regular girl who enjoys sex. I enjoy um, being pleased. I will say that in the bedroom that I enjoy being submissive. You know, I'm a very uh, dominant woman, a strategic thinker, intellectual. But when the bedroom door closes, I like to be the one that's in a submissive position, you know. So I'm not into um, grabbing dicks and going to work and, you know, that more dominant personality that a lot of women have out here today. I'm more into, you know, letting a man find his pleasure in me, you know, I can say that. Okay. Um, so let me, since you're playing the guessing game, um, so I'm assuming that you love to have your pussy licked. Absolutely. Now, now that we can talk about all day. I, I mean, I love to sit on, sit on your face. That's, <laughs> that's, that's number one. That's something that, that's a must. Got to be able to sit on that face. Okay, so let's stay right there then. Since we're sitting on faces, let's stay right there. Um, so when you're sitting on a dude's face, and I, I've had two people. I had one chick say she had a dude do it, and I had a dude who actually did it. Have you had a guy swallow your orgasm? Yes. Yes. A lot of men enjoy the taste of me. Again, I can't speak for other women or anything like that, of course, but from day one, and that's actually what got me hooked on that, was when you see, you know, your essence going inside a man's mouth and he swallows it. I mean, to me, that was the ultimate power trip. And so it happened, you know, at a young age, you know, and so once it, you know, once I got that, I was just like, okay, that's the standard. You know, I'm looking for that in everybody. So that's something that you do all the time. Would you say that's like your favorite activity as far as sex goes or? Well, yeah, that's that's number one. If you want to please me, you know, that's that's a good place to start is, you know, making my pussy. All right, let's let's see <laughs> this. A- no, 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 it's cool. I appreciate that. Okay, so you licks your pussy. Have you have, ever had to do lick your ass? Not that I can think of. That's not something that that you know that I've ever looked for, and I can't say that I remember that ever happened. No. Now, would you be open to it? Or is it just not something you don't think would turn you on? I think that it's a challenge to get me to unlock. You know, um, I don't unlock with everybody, so I'm very. Um, I'll let you lick my pussy. You know, and that I'm pretty free with that. It's like a man getting his dick sucked, but I'm not letting everybody uh, lick lick me in certain areas, like my my anus. You know, and um, you know I'm not riding everybody, and I'm not you know sucking dick like that. Just you know, so it, to take me to that freak level, you gotta be a be on something else. You gotta kind of unlock that door, get that get me open in that way, and that's a challenge. Okay, so are you into, let's say, random dudes looking at pussy, or does it have to be like a special dude? Mm, at this point, you know, I'm not too into random tongues being on my body. <laughs> That's just where I'm, I'm at at this time. But I would say in the past, I probably would prefer 
um, getting freaky with somebody that I wasn't, you know, romantically involved with. And, again, that's probably the player in me. So I don't want to be stuck on you emotionally or stuck on your dick. You know, I don't want to be in that headspace and trying to run game or flip game. So it's easier for me to, you know, kind of reserve that part of it for someone that I'm not as familiar with or don't care about as much. I might have a side dude that I'm, you know, that I call in between relationships and then you get freaky with him. But once I get into relationships, to be honest with you, when I fall for someone, I, again, I I become more submissive. I want to be in the bedroom. Clarify that, in the bedroom. And I want to keep things a little a little more of the man taking charge and not all that freaky stuff. Okay. So let me ask you, have you ever been like, um, what's the good way of putting it, um, like addicted to to dick? Was like, was there one dude that you were like, just, he just totally turned you out? No, no, no. And that's something that I don't understand when I hear women saying that, you know, dick would make you slap somebody and I was addicted to the dick because Dick was always readily available in my life. You know what I mean? Like it was someone offering Dick every half a block to me. So I kind of have that mentality that you have. Is like, you know, I don't need to get stuck on any Dick because there's another Dick being offered to me, you know, right around the corner. Um, and there are a lot of men in this world who can stroke. Everybody may not have a big Dick, but a lot of men know how to stroke it. So I never got caught up on uh, a, one particular dick. Okay, hey, let me ask you, since you're talking about stroking, like, what's your favorite rhythm? You into jackrabbit dudes or into, like, long-stroking dudes? No, I like men to make love to me. I'm not, um, again, into the porn, porn star sex and all that kind of stuff. I'm the type of female, again, behind closed doors, I'm a lady, and I want you to make me feel like a lady. Treat me like a lady. Stroke me like a lady. Um, again, even when I'm in a relationship with a person and I'm just or just dating, I like to feel that I have the control, that I'm the one that's pacing myself. I want to see the man lose control on me, not me submitting to him, you know, not me losing control and, and trying to get him off. I want to see him getting off just being inside me or being on top of me. That's my thing. Now, do you have multiple orgasms, or do you, like, like shoot one off, and that's about it? Uh, I would say I'm a, a one-orgasm girl, and I always have been. I always wish that I could get those multiple ones off, but haven't been successful with that. So. Yeah, I'd be honest with you. That shit's a turn-on. I love chicks who can, like, get mul- have multiple orgasms. That shit is like a turn on for me. It like makes you want to keep going and keep fucking them more because it's just like you're getting something back. It's almost like hitting the jackpot at the slot machine. It's like, you know, you're getting something back. So it's like, this shit is fun. Every time I hit it this way, this shit makes the noise and she starts squirting. So I'm like, yeah, so multiple orgasms by the bomb. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think it might be the luck of the draw or the way that, you know, your, your pussy sits, you know, short cock, long cock is the way I hear it. You know, uh, I think all of that plays into how a woman orgasms, you know, how many times she can orgasm because I just, I'm just a one orgasm girl. Now the benefit to that for me being a one orgasm girl is that one of the things I used to do is men used to offer 
to lick my pussy constantly. I mean, that would be the thing they thought would get me turned out. Don't ask me why, but this is just my experience. And they didn't know that I was a one-orgasm girl. And I'm like, once I come, I'm done. And so they would be like, watch, I'm going to turn you out. I'm going to make you, you know, want to fuck me. You're going to fuck me better than you ever fucked anybody else. You're going to be strong. And I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Let me, you know, lick the pussy. Do it. Because I know once I climax, I'm done. Not only for the night, but almost like a dude. I'm ready to go home, get away from you. It, it sends me into another mode. So even though I haven't had the blessing of the multiple orgasms, that one single orgasm, I think, uh, made me a better female player. Yeah, I can see that because, like you said, you had the mentality of, like most dudes. It's like, okay, I already busted my nut. Nigga, get the fuck off me. Right, and they would be sitting there like, wait a minute, because they thought that that would be the open door for them to get the pussy. But actually, once you lick my pussy and I climax, that's it. You're done. I'm done. Let's move on to the next. Yeah. So do you believe in pussy and dick compatibility? Like you have certain pussy, I think you touched on it earlier, that it sort of fits, that your dick sort of fits better than other pussy, and when you have that, that makes for a better connection sexually. So in other words, do you believe in sexual compatibility? Uh, Absolutely. There are men even kissing, you know, that you kiss and immediately it's like this is not a match. And the same sexually. I mean, there are just dicks to pussies that just don't blend. You know, but being uh, a person who has, you know, gone through multiple relationships, I can say that um, in the beginning of my dating life, I would have said, okay, I got to have this kind of dick, this size, because this is what fits in me right. This is, you know, the stroke game that I need. But actually, I, if I'm in love with the man, I'm in love with it. That's where, I'm, where I grew to know that that's what it was about. And so um, it becomes less important how he fits inside me and more important that we are connected. Yeah. Hey, you ever had a chick lick your pussy before? Yes, I have. In what type of scenario? Was it like a three-way type thing? Was it like a dude, dude, and chick, or two chicks and a dude, or what was it? No, I've never done a threesome. And I, I know that's unusual, but I've never had a threesome and actually, you know, the first person I ever turned out was a female, and that I was eight years old, and I did it many, many times. So um, that was the scenario me starting. I don't like I said, the game was in me, not on me. I just remember it just it just came to me to spit something at this girl and tell her this, tell her that, and the next minute she was doing what I asked her to do. And there we were. So your game extends on both sides. It's like dudes and chicks. So I heard you mention before in the first conversation that you ran game on chicks, but I thought you meant in a pimping type way where they went out and worked for you made money. But you mean you actually like sexually get involved with chicks? Yeah, well, that was this, what I'm explaining to you, that was how, it, how I discovered, you know, that I had that kind of game over women because I'm a heterosexual. You know, I, I like men. I don't want a girlfriend. Um, but uh, I discovered, you know, just, again, I don't know where it came from, but I wanted, I I had this girlfriend, and I felt that I wanted her to lick my pussy. I wanted to see if she would do it. It was more a kickoff uh, if she would do it. Could I, I con her into doing what I wanted her to do? Because we were not 
you know, kissing or anything like that. We were just friends. And when I saw that I could get her to do what I asked her to do on command and she didn't even know why, then I, I knew, okay, so what I can do with boys, I can do with girls. And it kind of just spiraled, I feel, out of control for a while. And then I kind of, you know, pulled back on that because I have a lot of respect for women, you know what I mean? And and, and so it's like this, this guilt thing that, okay, you can pimp women, you can control women, you can sexually exploit women, but is this what you want to keep doing? You know what I mean? So uh, I left it alone for a while, you know, and then I got deep into, I would say, exploiting women in my 20s. And so that's where the situation that I mentioned to you on the last conversation kind of came into play, you know, so... But my discovery of the power I had over women or the game I could run on women, I discovered at eight. Okay. Hey, let me ask you, because you touched on it before. So do you consider yourself heterosexual or bisexual? I'm heterosexual. And I know that sounds weird, but I would say that um, the proper term is probably bicurious. You know, I'm not, again, into having uh, consistent sex with women. I don't want a girlfriend, none of that appeals to me, but there is a certain um, attraction I have to women. I do find women attractive. I can find them attractive in a sexual way. Um, I don't often act on that. And I also, um, let me let me just be clear. I have a tendency of if I'm attracted to a female, then I want to pimp her. That is the for me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not about me being gay and having a girlfriend. That doesn't interest me. But if I can get in her head and get her to perform for me sexually, that is a power trip for me. That is the term. And that's what I try to rein in now, especially because I'm, you know, trying to tell women how uh, to avoid getting played. You see what I'm saying? That it's not about me having a girlfriend. That's of interest. Right, no, I feel you on all of that. And then I know for you it's like a power thing uh, because you deal more in strategy and, and shit like that and power than emotions. I got you. I totally understand that. But And you even said it seemed kind of odd for you not to consider yourself bisexual. I think because maybe there's a stigma on the whole bisexual thing. I'm not saying you want a girlfriend. I'm not saying you want to fall in love with a chick. No, none of that. But I believe the definition, and I'm going to ask Siri later what the definition of bisexual is, but I think what the definition is, is someone who's attracted to both sexes, sexually. And you've had sex with dudes, you've had sex with chicks, so to me, you would be bisexual. Whereas here's the flip side. Dudes who fuck other dudes are straight gay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, it's a double standard. But in my head, you know, like I said, I can only explain it the way I see it, you know, because I've had women that want to be sexual with me on a, you know, just a sexual a relationship or have a romance with me, and I'm not interested in that. The interest in me is getting a woman to do what I'm asking her to do sexually on command. That is the power thing. The power thing. I got you. Like I said, no, I, I, I totally understand the power thing. The only thing I'm, I'm going on now is just I'm trying to get clarity on, I guess, 
is just the um, whole bisexuality thing. Because, yeah, like you said, there's a double standard. And I'm okay with the double standard. Not that I'm okay with watching two chicks go at it, because that's definitely not a turn-on for me. That shit comes on and I'm watching porn, I'm flipping right by it. It's just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not turned on by it. I know a lot of dudes already into three ways and seeing two chicks go at it. No, that shit has no appeal to me whatsoever. But the double standard is what you touched on. Two chicks is, like, acceptable. Two chicks are going at it because chicks, I don't know, women are different with one another, whereas two dudes going at it, totally gay. It's straight gay. If you let a dude suck your right. dick, you gay. If you fuck him in the ass and let him fuck you in the ass, and you lusting over this motherfucker, you gay. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple. But with women, it's totally different. Y'all get a pass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, maybe, okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to the labels. You know, labels don't bother me, bisexual, whatever. But I'm just letting it be known to the world that, you know, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. You know, but if if you want to offer yourself to me, then, you know, we can discuss other things. You know what I'm saying? But as far as me laying up, waking up, one chick asked me, she was like, I just want to be your lady. And I said, I don't want to wake up next to you. I want to hold your hand walking down the street. That's not of interest to me. You know, I like to see women submit. I like to see them surrender. You see what I'm saying? It's the opposite of when I'm with a man. I want to be the submissive person and and, and be, uh, you know, the one that receives. But when it, if I'm dealing with a female, it's totally opposite. The way that I've been told that it's, it's seen in the, in the gay culture is that I have a stud mentality, but um, I'm feminine. You know, they call it a sim stud. So it's a very unique um, perspective. This is gay chicks who have told me this, that it's a, it actually a lot of them said it's a, it's a turn-off because I come off as very uh, studdish in, in the way that I approach them. Have you ever been around a lot of females who are studs? Not a lot, but I've seen them in action, yeah. Well, I have, you know, I, it was later on in life that I got to know some very well, and they actually broke it all down to me because they were like, you know, you're like us, and they see themselves as men, you know, and they think and act as a man. So they said what's interesting with you is that you maintain your femininity, but yet you have a studdish mentality. And that's, you know, I don't I don't know how to explain that, but it, that's the best way that, uh, the best explanation that I've ever received is how I think and how I approach them. You know, I'm not necessarily interested in a in a relationship with them. Just I don't know sexual exploitation. You know, that's 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 a turn on to me, and I know that's weird and it may sound fucked up to some people, but that's the pimp in me. You know. Well, no, it's just, look, I mean, we're all different, and I'm never offended by somebody being honest about the way they are. I actually appreciate that a lot uh, because you have so many people who are phony about it. We touched on it at the beginning of the conversation. So many people are phony about who, who they are, and they totally disingenuous as far as their approach to life, as far as their approach to how they want to introduce themselves to other people. And I'm not into the whole being phony shit, so no, I appreciate everything you're saying. And we're full of contradictions as individuals. We are full of contradictions. So I totally yeah. understand if you say I'm this way, but I'm also this way. It's We're all that way. We're all right. multidimensional and diverse. Everyone is that way. Um, so, no, I totally understand that. So saying that you love dudes and chicks and you love being this way with one but the other way, no, it's okay. I totally understand what you mean. 
because a lot of guys think, you know, I've I've been in relationships with men who kind of peaked the fact that there was a bi-curiosity in me. And even though I wouldn't admit it to them, you know, because if I'm running game with somebody or I'm coming from a certain angle, I can't let every aspect of me be be seen. So I'm careful about that. But some of them did peep it. And the first thing that men want to think if you're bi-curious or bisexual is that you want to do a threesome, you know, like, oh, I, I, I know this bad chick. And, you know, I want to see you two getting down. That's not of interest to me. You know what I'm saying? That, so that's the difference between me and, and maybe some other women that you may know or the guys out there may know who are lesbian or bi-curious, uh, bi is that I'm not uh, into doing threesomes and we both suck in your dick. One dude asked me, he was like, I would just love for you to suck my dick and, and, and then another chick to lick my balls. And then when I come, you know, I want to come in your mouth. And he thought that was a turn on. <laughs> you know, I was just sitting there thinking, no, I'd rather see you come in this other chick's mouth, and we both can get off looking at that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm not into the three way thing either. So I totally understand. Um, now, if a dude you were with, let me ask you: if a dude you were with proposed the three way, it's like, baby, I was out and I met this badass chick. Maybe it's happened. Well, it actually has happened. You mentioned that, but was it your dude or was that, like, just a random dude that wanted to, like, introduce another chick? Uh, no, I wouldn't do a three-way with my, um, with the guy I'm in a relationship with. No. The only way that if we ever had something like that, it would definitely be on my end. Not me inviting him to participate. <laughs> I don't know how that sounds. He can't get that kind of satisfaction in my uh, view, in my fucked up view of relationships. Because I, I don't think that men should be pleased in that way. Once you start opening that door as a woman and saying, well, baby, I'm going to let you live out your fantasy, then I think you're in dangerous territory. You know, you kind of start losing the leverage in the relationship. The only way that we probably would ever engage in something like that is if, it was on my end, and it wouldn't be with the man. It would be with another female. And I would be dictating what was acceptable sexual contact or not. And, again, that's the player in me. Yeah, I was just about to say that because um, that's a player mentality and most dudes' mentality in a relationship where they feel as though they're in control. And you notice I said they feel as though they're in control. A lot of dudes feel as though they, they're controlled in that relationship. And I don't know, I'm not talking about your dude. I mean, dudes in general. Even though it's really the woman in control of things and dictating how things flow in that relationship, most dudes think, I don't know why, some delusional reason that they got the power. And it's, it's rarely the truth. Right, and we make we're very good at making men believe they have the power. You know, you might say, um, you might propose a threesome, for example, and say, "Baby, you want to do this and that." And you didn't know that she was that was her kick. That her kick is actually to have two dicks in her ass, and you don't know that about her. And so you're thinking you're running things or you're controlling the relationship by suggesting it, and that she she pretends to go along with it. But you don't know that that was already in her head, and, and she was wanting the relationship to progress to that level anyway. That's just some of the games that women play. Like you said, women are the ones setting the tone. I will say that a lot of women give that power away, though. In 2015, a lot of women 
you know, literally hand their power over to, to the man in their life and just like, you just tell us what to do, baby. You know, I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about threesomes. And they were saying, you know, women, you should let your man have a threesome if he wants that. And all these women started calling me and saying, yeah, if your man wants a third person, you know, a good woman will let him have what will please him. Because if you don't please him, then he'll leave you to somebody else who will do it. And I'm just like, so just give your power away, huh? Just give the leverage away. This is nonsense. If you are in touch with the truth, you know that women are the ones that have the, the power, the leverage, and the control in the relationship. And the only way you lose that is if you give it away. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and what I would say is, okay, and what I would say, I would slightly disagree uh, only based on my own experience. But I understand what you're saying now. Um, I believe it's not just a, a woman that can have power in the relationship because you have lots of women who pursue dudes. And in that way, I agree. They give up. They relinquish their power. Anytime you pursue okay. too aggressively, you've given up your power. You have no leverage in that relationship or slash situation anymore. You've given that up. It's totally up to him to decide what he then wants to do with you. Same thing with the chick who invites a dude in too soon to fuck him or to live with us. Like, you've lost leverage. You've already shown your desperation from the jump. This dude now knows you want him in your life so bad that you would do anything for him. And it's the same okay. thing on the dude side. If dudes go out of the way to spoil women, I've been saying it for years, don't spoil women. Don't do it. For number one, it ain't necessary. Pussy is so easy to get. You just have to be patient, brother. Just be patient. Engage with that system mentally, intellectually. That pussy will come. Save all your money. Give yourself, instead of trying, to, instead of trying to fuck that's it, the first night you meet her, brother, just wait a week. Cater, do the things that she enjoys doing that you enjoy doing with her, and that pussy will come. I I agree with that, absolutely. And this is, you know, that's what I was saying in, in my book, Ladies Man, How to Talk to Beautiful Women. You have to let the pussy come to you. The pussy will inevitably come to you. You know, the only way that you don't get pussy is you talk yourself out of it. The pussy is there. You As a man, you should always have that in your mind, the pussy is, 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 is already mine. If not this chick, maybe her friend, maybe her cousin, maybe even her mama, but the pussy is going to come to me. So I don't have to chase the pussy. I just have to basically, like you said, be around, present myself enough that I'm available when the pussy, you know what I'm saying, is ready to give itself to me. It's just that simple. You don't, You can spend money and and what you call those types of men who, who chase pussy by spending money and trying to, uh, you know, buy their way into a woman's bedroom, you call those men tricks or you call them suck. And women are looking for those types of men to play. You know, if you want to get your rent paid, you're looking for a sucker like that, somebody who's going to chase the dream of pussy and is willing to give anything for it. But like you said, if you understand the game, then you know, that the pussy is going to come. It's going to come to you. She's got to give it to somebody. And if you're in her life and you haven't talked yourself out of it, she's going to give it to you. Well, no, see, it's not even it's not even as trivial as that. I mean, maybe with most dudes, I agree. On the most dude type of general scenario, true. If you're just in the picture being that dude who doesn't fuck things up by saying something stupid, then, yeah, eventually you'll get the pussy. But I'm talking about me. It's like, you know, it's like no, I'm not going to be a second or third option. I was option number one to begin with. 
I'm and, and I think a lot of dudes are that same way. Your option number one, this chick is, is with you. She's spending time with you, trying to get to know you. Um, don't go ass out day one. I mean, look, I guess it's easy for me because I'm just reserved by nature. I'm sort of mysterious, not because I'm playing a game. It's just the way I am. I'm not trying to let you know too much about me right now. I'm trying to get to know you right now. And bits and pieces of me would then be revealed throughout this whole getting to know you process. But, no, I'm not on display. You on display right now. I'm more like interview. It's like I'm the employer. You're the employee type situation is my attitude when it comes right. to me. No, 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 no. Now, I'm hiring you. <laughs> you ain't hiring me. Right, right. That's why I say you're a master player because you're basically describing how good game should work from a male's perspective. And this, you're just basically proving what I've been telling chicks since my first blog post back in, what, 2011. And I said that to them. I said, men are profiling you. They are profiling you from day one, and you're running your mouth during those first initial conversations, and you're revealing the weaknesses. You're revealing, you know, your thumb screw. You're showing him exactly how to get in your head if that's what he wants to do or how to, you know, strategically keep you at bay if that's what he wants to do. I mean, you're giving him the, 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 the power. So what you're describing to me is like it's a blueprint of how a master player should operate when he dates women. On the flip side, I would say that one thing you have to be careful of, a lot of men you know, have asked me about how to get with, you know, top-level chicks, you know, what I call the supermodel type of chicks. And one of the mistakes that I think, Sorry about that. One of the mistakes I think that a lot of men uh, make is that you cannot apply the same mythology with a top-level supermodel-type chick that you do with an average chick because that's where, to me, um, you miss out on opportunities for pussy. Uh, You know, for example, let's say that you're approaching a chick and she's like the supermodel type. She's gorgeous. She's you know, she's that, that 10, that, that 10 that all men aspire to be with at some point. Well, I would have to say to you, I would approach her differently. I would chase her. You know why? Because the only way you're going to penetrate that shell of uh, a 10, um, only way you're going to penetrate her shell is to chase her, is to be persistent, is to be in her face 24-7. No, I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to have to disagree with you just so I can get this point out before I forget it. Um, no, I'm going to disagree with you because, and again, I'm basing everything I'm saying on myself. No other dudes. Um, I'm basing everything I say on myself. Um, no, I would keep, I would approach her and treat her just, and I do this with all women. I don't care if they're dimes or if they want. It's like I treat them all the same because I find beauty in all types of women. So it's not like I'm out here chasing all dimes. It's like, uh, you know, yo, I fuck with different types of women. So, no. But if we're talking about a dime, a supermodel chick, mm-mm. no, I'm not treating her any differently. You know why? Because she's used to that dude treating her that way. She's used to dudes coming that's, at her all the time. So watch that be that's, just that's, that's not true. That's not true. That's what I'm trying to get to this what point. Is, that, what, that is, what, the, is, what I believe is – if I come at her with that approach, even though I'm different, I'm approaching her just like every other dude has. So I'm, I'm diminishing my value, in my opinion, by doing that. So why would I go after her yeah. the same as every other guy? Okay, you go ahead. Tell me. You, you give me let, let me spit the game on that one now. Now, let me clarify. 
you know, um, you know, I was a model. I was signed exclusively to a modeling agency. I have, you know, worked with the top cosmetic company in uh, one of the top in the world. You know, I had a six-figure modeling contract. The thing, so I have been on that side where you are the chick in the club. Every man is lusting after wants to get with because of not only how you look but your stats, right? I have been on that end. As well as most of my friends when I was in that circle were at the same, you know, level. They were the supermodel type chicks that every guy in Chicago was trying to get with. And what you would be shocked to know is that, no, many men do not approach you in the way that you describe. They don't approach you with any kind of thirst. Many, yeah, you have some guys who have no chance of getting with you who will come with the thirst. Uh, I had bums on the street who would, you know, literally try to step to me and they would show the thirst. And men that just have no chance whatsoever. I mean, they, they shouldn't even be presenting themselves, you know, drunk, all kind of stuff. But the men who were on my level or, you know, men who I would be interested in, surprisingly, were doing what you do. And they would, And the only reason I know how they were thinking is because they would tell me. I might have seen a dude at a club in September and then seen him months later at another club. And I've had them say, you know, wow, you know, I, I saw you six months ago and I wanted to say something to you then, but, you know, I, I knew that everybody was trying to holler at you. I saw a lot of people standing around you. So, I, you know, I didn't want to be that dude who was standing on the side waiting for you to acknowledge him. And I'm like, but what you should have done is just step to me and, and tried your hand because what you saw was an illusion. Yeah, a lot of dudes might come to me. You might see a lot of dudes come in my face, introduce themselves, but surprisingly many of them do just what you said. They might speak and then kind of see if I'm going to give them any rhythm, and if I don't immediately respond, you know, then they leave. So what happens at the end of the night is the 10 is leaving with nothing. Or the men who have really put the energy into her are men that, you know, she wouldn't even look at. But the men like maybe yourself who she would be interested in or consider, they're busy being standoffish or not, you know, wanting to appear thirsty. Now, the men who I got into a serious relationship with, which is not that many, I can tell you every single time was the man who got in my face and didn't let me focus on anything other than him until he got me. And these were not men who were suckers. All I've dated men who were, you know, pursued and wanted by many other women. You know, these are the men that all the other chicks wanted. And they just knew that all they had to do was get in my face and, you know, basically not go away, be that bug in the ear until I got, they got my attention. And once they got my attention, they knew that the, their chances were elevated. So that's why I tell men that when you're approaching a, person, a woman that's on a certain level, you know, physically, she has a really nice body or she's a, a model, and, you know, by profession, or she just looks like a model. I will approach that chick different and don't think that she's hearing a lot of uh, compliments and things from men because a lot of men will just say, oh, you're beautiful, and then keep going. But they don't try to get with you. 
You understand what I'm saying? They don't they don't have that confidence or they don't they assume that other men are approaching you. I most men would say to me, I already know you got a man. So I'm not even gonna try to, you know, put my bed in and I'm like, well, who said I had a man? Who told you that? You know? So you counted yourself out. Well I know you talking to a lot of other dudes and right. I'm not gonna be that one. Yeah, no, but not to say that's not my approach. That's not my approach or attitude. And I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm just jumping in and chiming in to make it clear. Yeah, that's not my approach or attitude. I'm never one of those dudes who comes in with a defeatist attitude, like, oh, I already know you got I already lost. I'm, again, it's all about relinquishing power. I've relinquished my power because I'm playing the weak dude role. Oh, I know you already got somebody, but if you if you just want to give me some, nah, fuck all that. No, nah, that's not me, plain and simple. That ain't me. It's like I am that dude who's going to step to the chick in my own way. Not like we're talking right now, but, you know, in a non-aggressive way. I'll step up to the chick and say something, whatever, depends on where we are, you know, and I'll say whatever comes to mind. And um, if and I'm good at re- reading people, and I'm good at perception and being intuitive. So based on her response and how she responds, then I'll decide what I'm going to do. Again, I'm in control of the situation. I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. I'm okay walking away from a chick who doesn't kick it back to me. I'm okay with that, trust me. Because there's another dime right around the corner. So my response... Well, I'm saying like, if yeah, you I'm, want her, if you uh, want her... But see, that's the thing. I mean, the thing, though, again, um, I'm not that dude. I'm not that dude. There's nothing about her that makes me want her. Okay, she's attractive. There are lots of attractive chicks. I don't put any chick above any other chick. I, and maybe that's an issue I have. I don't know. But it's like she's just enough chick to me. So, no, I don't pursue chicks. I, I've never pursued chicks. I kick a little something. If there's something there, cool, we move to the next level. If I kick a little something and nothing bounces back, I'm moving on. Well, then you haven't met you haven't met the right one. I'm not just saying the one that you're going to marry. You haven't met any women that stimulate you in that way. And that's just what it is. The more I'm, no, I'm no, listening well, to no, I've met some women that stimulate me that way. What I'm saying is... I'm a total individualist. Not every woman is going to do it for me, and I can sort of sense yeah. that. Right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I haven't met the one. I've met plenty of ones, <laughs> plenty of the ones throughout my life, but no, not every one that I encounter is the one. And since I believe yeah. I'm perceptive enough to pick that up, if I'm kicking what I do to her and she ain't feeling it, it'll be a waste of my time is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. I am just was speaking to the point that a lot of men overlook um, the supermodel type of chicks, and they don't have the confidence to pursue that woman thinking that, oh, she has a man or I'm not going to be that thirsty dude. And I'm just saying to those guys, if it's a woman that you're interested in, don't think or assume that she has a man, that she's a player, that she's a gold digger, all these things that, you know, you may think or that it may appear to be, you know. And actually, in my experience, you know, I – I am a woman, and so I know how we think. A lot of times, in order to get an attractive woman or a, an in-demand woman, an in-demand woman's experience, excuse me, an in-demand woman's attention, you have to be a standout. And one of the ways you stand out is to be in her face. Um, like I said, I'm just telling you what, what works, because there have been many guys who wanted to get with me, and this is with other women that I know as well, and they just kind of fell through the cracks because let's say if I go to a club and 20 guys give me the num- a number, right, and so I just stick them in, in my pocket or, you know, they give me a business card, whatever, however they give me the number. 
And the next day, they were meaningless to me. I don't even remember faces. But I have experienced that one dude who, as soon as I left the club, it might be 4 in the morning, he's calling, leaving me a message to make sure that I remember him. Then he might call at 8 a.m. and say, you know, I just want to touch base with you and let you know that I'm very interested. Can I take you to dinner tomorrow night? Now, that's thirsty. But it's getting your bid in. It's letting it's not letting me, you know, bounce to the next one. You see what I'm saying? That's all, that's y'all. I, totally I totally feel you on that. But let me ask you, since you, you're a chick who admittedly don't deal in emotions, and I'm okay with that because I'm the same way for the most part. Um, so you're looking at it. I'm asking. I'm not presuming at all. You're looking at it from a perspective of I can game this dude as opposed to maybe your average chick who's looking to fall in love, right? Right, exactly. That's what being a female player oh, well, I, is. I'm looking to come that, up. I totally agree with you, right. So in that sense, I totally agree with you because you are looking at it from a totally different perspective. You are much like me in, in, a way, in this way to where you are interviewing him. You are waiting for him to relinquish his power to you. So those types exactly. of who pursue you that way are eventually going to give up their power, and that's your perspective in that, right? Right. I totally agree with you. Okay, yeah, I totally agree with you. I didn't know we were approaching it from that angle. I thought we were talking about the falling in love, finding somebody to be with. Type but shit. even I'm telling you, even falling in love, I was saying earlier that the the relationships that have gotten I've gotten very serious in. You know, I've been proposed to three times. So just right there, those three men, uh, one guy pursued me for two and a half years. He was not my type. I had no interest in him, and what he did was thirst, if you looked at it, you know, objectively, it was thirst. But he wanted me as his woman. And so he basically got in the pocket and stayed there, pursued, and waited his, and waited me out, basically, until there was a moment in time that he was able to get in. So I'm saying that it can work even if you're looking for a relationship. And even if I'm not looking for a relationship, you can sneak in. And before I know it, I'm in a relationship with somebody and had no intention to be. The guy that I'm with now, um, that's what happened with us. When I met him, I literally told him, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I like you and I like to, you know, you know, be with you and this and that. And I literally told him, I'm on my game right now. I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. I got some things I need to get done. I'm looking for some sponsorships and I'm not focused on a relationship in any kind of way. He and I were friendly, so I, I just told him straight out. And he was like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Fuck all that. I'm going to be your man, and I'm going to provide you with what you need. So this went back and forth for a while where I was just like, dude, why would I focus on you, you know, like get in a relationship with you? You're not even my type. Once again, we get back to this, person not your type, the person is uh, pursuing you heavily. And I said, why would I just slow down with you when I have things that I'm trying to get done? And I can, instead of having one of you, I can have three or four guys giving me what I need. You see what I'm saying? I was, I was deep into, you know, running game at that moment. And I can say that he basically was like, I'm not going to get out of your face until you become my woman, until you become mine. And this, particular guy, literally every morning he would be at my house at a certain time bringing breakfast. This is a guy who 
<laughs> you know, man was a player. I mean, and this, and, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm trying to break it down. You will be surprised. And he kept letting me know. He said, "Look, I know what you want. I respect that. Hell, I'm a player myself." He got a, another bit. You know what I mean? He had somebody. He was living there, so he was in the game. Okay, he was, he was running game himself. So he said, "I know what I want." And I want you. The moment I saw you, I keyed in on you, and I'm not letting go until I get what I want. And it worked. He broke I, me down. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. So apparently, you're attracted to those types of dudes who just are that way, who are going to do whatever it takes to be in your life. You like that? Well, I'm, that's what I'm trying to explain is that when you're dealing with a certain type of chick, either whether you think she's a 10 or, you know, she is a 10 physically or, you know, just whatever. I mean, she's a, the top-level chick that's in demand. And I'm the type of female I've always been in demand. That type of woman has to be pursued heavily if you are interested. If you're not, move to the next. Because like you said, it's, it's a lot of time and energy that's going to be invested in that woman. Okay, for example, again, the same man I'm talking about who I'm with now, as a matter of fact, like, again, we met and then, you know, we were apart for like a week or so. And in that time, this other cat that I was running game on had produced television, he had produced a new bed, he had produced a DVR, and he was like, I'll be back Saturday with this money that you told me to give you and these other things, right? basically furnishing my house. And my the, the guy that I wound up with, he showed back up, and I, I showed it to him. I said, now I'm just going to let you know, you are saying that you want me to be your lady. But this is what this cat produced off top. No pussy involved. I did not fuck this cat. Nothing. He got nothing from me. Now, I said, this is why I can't be tied to you because this is just one of the dudes that I'm working and I had another dude in the pocket that was going to produce as well. And what he had to do was top all of that, you know, and that's what he did. And that's what made me, you know, basically he said, I see where you're coming from. I understand what it's going to take to get with you, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to jump through those hoops for you. And oh. that was the only thing that got me to focus. No, I, I totally understand. Um, I totally, and, you know, I, look, that yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I can't do it. That that just ain't me. Uh, I'm not saying you're asking me to do it, but I'm saying just uh, that's not the way I function. Um, yeah. Well, he yeah. said the same thing, and actually, everybody who we met, this is what I'm bringing this point up because this is crazy. Go ahead. His actions show differently, though. I'm letting you know. No, that shit ain't even gonna happen. No, I don't give shit. I don't give anything. But this is what who he was his whole life. As a matter of fact, when we started, you know, being, you know, I started being introduced to his friends, you know, and all of this kind of stuff, the first thing that everybody said, you with him, do you know who he is? Do you know what he does? Are you sure? Do you know what you're doing? This happened for over two years. It was incredible. And like I'm telling so I'm, he was the type of dude, actually, the complete opposite his whole life which would give a bitch nothing, okay? Just give a bitch nothing, not. As a matter of fact, he's the type of dude that if he's with you, you're paying him, okay? Just to keep it raw, he was a pimp. You know, so this was a guy with a really, 
you know, interesting personality and, and mentality. And like you said, I mean, I'm, no one expected what he turned into um, to happen. But he knew that I wasn't the regular, you know, the basic model chick. In order to get my attention, you got to come to the level that you need to be at. And that's all I'm letting guys know out there is that sometimes you got to jump through those hoops to get the chick that you're gunning for. You know, at some point you got to put, you know, you got to you got to do it. Yeah, well, we we gonna we gonna agree on that one all day long, and I think we need to save that and maybe have a discussion about like that or a debate about that because I yeah, like I said, everything I talk about I based on my life and my experience. Um, and yeah, I, I, I <laughs> it works. Don't get me wrong, it works. I don't think a dude needs to do that. Um, but a lot of dudes do it. I'm, I'm I just don't believe in that. But we'll jump off of that because, like I said, we can keep going back and forth on that one all day. But um, what I want to ask you is this, because I noticed just in the conversation we've had today, you, you're heavy in the game. I mean, the game is your life. You are heavy in the, every part of your, your your being. Every part of your life is like a chess match. It's like, what can I do with this dude to get to where I want to go? What can I do with this dude to get what I want? You know, everything is, is a game for you, and I understand that. So saying that and knowing that, do you think a chick like you could ever get married? Could I ever get married, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm married to the game right now, you know, but it took a certain type of dude, you know, for me to match up with. that. And I will say that being me is challenging because um, even men feel inferior, you know, once you get in a relationship with them and they actually peep the fact that mentally you're far above where they assumed you were, a lot of them get intimidated, and they can't handle that. And um, other men are just too easily um, consumed in your game, so it doesn't work on my end. I'm disinterested. So, yes, you can eventually meet a person, you know, that you fall in love with and that loves you and get married. But it, I will say that it can be lonely. It, it can be lonely and it can be challenging, you know, um, a lot of pimps have said that. Being a pimp is a lonely life because who thinks like you? You know what I mean? At the level you're thinking, how many people are walking around with your mentality? Not that many. So, all right, let's step away from that. Let's close out on this. What was the happiest moment of your life? The happiest moment? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That, that's throwing me. What? Players aren't allowed to be happy or what? <laughs> yeah, players are allowed to be happy. I'm just I'm trying to think of the happiest. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Everything I'm thinking of, there was a there was a, uh, you know, it was like happiness and then sadness, you know. So uh, I'm trying to find that point where I was just elated. I mean, I'm going to go happy and sad. If you can give me the happy part of that, and then I'm also going to ask you what the saddest part. So it's up to you. You can give me the happy part of that same scenario if you want me to. Mm. Well, I'll say that um, this is just one um, 
part of my life where I be you know was very happy. And that was when I met the guy that I'm with now. And the only reason I bring that up is because we were just on that subject. And I will say that the where the happiness came from was that I finally met someone that I could be myself in front of. You know, I didn't have to have a mask. I didn't have to pretend not to know things and pretend to be um, dumb or dumbfounded. I didn't have to be that chick, you know, or just superficial and only caring about how my ass and my titties look in my outfit, which is what a lot of men are looking for. And I could just be me. That was uh, literally, it was a, a, a joy that came from that that was, it put me in a place of peace and contentment that I hadn't felt in a long time. Because many people that I've been around, even female friends and stuff, they only want to see a certain part of your personality. You know, once you demonstrate the other side or they see certain aspects that are uncomfortable to them, then they, they, they don't understand. So you learn as a person to mask a you know, part of you and, and, and show that face that people want to see. And when you find a person that you can actually take, you know, your mask off and, and, and they love you even more, that's, that's happiness. So what was the saddest moment of your life? Um, well, there have been a, a couple sad moments, very sad moments in my life in the last few years. And um, one of those moments, I would say, was, um, watching my mother go blind. That really, that did something to me, you know. The mother that really taught me the fundamentals of the game, just keeping it 100. My mother's cold, you know. She's, <laughs> she's very good at knowing how the game of life works, you know, and she taught me some of the fundamentals that made me just come out of my teens, you know, on top of things. And watching her go from being that woman to not being able to see was devastating, you know. And then right after that, you know, um, I had a miscarriage. And it was not an early miscarriage. It was, you know, a, a second trimester miscarriage, and it was not pleasant. It was um a person like myself, I never really was somebody who wanted to have kids at an early age. That, that didn't appeal to me. I knew, though, that when I got with the man that I was going to spend my life with, that I would have children with him. And to get to that point and finally be like, okay, now my life is, you know, going in this direction, being a mother and losing it all in the span of 24 hours, that was devastating to me. And I think it changed me. I think those are two things that really changed me as a person. I appreciate that. So two more questions. Uh, next to the last one is, if you could do anything in your life over, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. When I was 18, I was offered a record deal, um, and I turned that offer down. I was offered, you know, a couple other Hollywood, you know, type of things, movies and things like that, 
and turned it down because I was taught that it was about money, you know, and my head space was about, you know, get that money, focus on the money. And being in entertainment and all of that is an unsure thing, you know. It's a high-risk bet. And so the the player in me said, you know, you need to focus on this money. Fuck that Hollywood shit. And I, if I could go back to that self, I would have told self, <laughs> take the risk, you know, do that. Because you're only that age, you only have that that 18 to 25-year-old woman has going on for so long. And if then the come-up would be in that. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes your blessing is in how you look or how people respond to you. And if that's your gift, go with it. Get the money and then flip it that way. And I just feel that, you know, if I had it to do over, that's the one thing I, I would have, taken the deal and gotten out there and had my career and all of that and used that money and flipped it and instead of doing it the intellectual, the, you know, route, because I had that option. So since you have regrets, and we all have regrets, would you say overall, like I said, we'll close out on this one, would you say overall, unless you want to add to it, would you say overall you're uh, satisfied with your life? Yes, I've gotten to a place of satisfaction. I'm a Virgo, and we're one of those types of people that can be very critical, and, you know, uh, nothing is really good enough to us. So I'm constantly setting goals and that kind of that kind of thing. I'm a naturally unsettled person. But I have definitely found a, a peace in my life and a peace with who I am as a person that's unshakable, and that's a, a blessing and a gift in itself. Um, what I do going forward is all gravy, you know. Um, the foundation of my life and the foundation of who I am as a person, I'm satisfied. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking our time and um, and, you, and open it up. You know, initially I thought it was going to be hard, but uh, it wasn't hard. Made it easy, and it was, it was enjoyable to be a part of. I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, I have been a stone <laughs> in the public eye and on the Internet or whatever since I started blogging, you know, even from my first blog. I let no one, you know, and I thought about it in the midst of you asking the questions like, this is your opportunity to show the other side of you, you know, and so good, bad, or indifferent put it out there. So I kind of changed my mind in the midst of things, and I hope that that lets people see into who I am more because a lot of people have, you know, they're not really understanding where I'm, who I am or where I'm really coming from. And so hopefully listening to me, they'll have a better understanding of that. Yeah, and it's very, very important, too, because uh, what we present to people is perceived only by those people. So what we're presenting is one thing to us, the way we're thinking we're putting it out there, but it's being perceived totally differently by the people who are actually catching it. So giving exactly. all sides of yourself gives a bigger picture, gives them more to go with, gives them um, uh, another side of you. Basically, they're not just seeing like Butterfly Jones, the pimp and the player, 
which is nothing wrong with that. That's one side of you. Like I touched on before, we're multidimensionals, individuals. We're multidimensional. I don't care how basic a person is. There's still multidimensions to that person. And the same thing with us as individuals. And I came to this revelation myself like a while back. Like, yo, okay, I'm presenting this player here to do. I mean, in the very beginning. I'm presenting this player here to do. But, yo, they need to see all sides of me. I'm not just this hating-ass dude. I'm, like, more, much, much more than that. So, yeah, opening up and revealing yourself as an individual and not thinking about what you're saying but just saying it, I think it's, number one, it's freeing, and it allows you to learn more about yourself because you're revealing more about yourself to other people. And uh, although you may be vulnerable at times by doing that, still, it's like I respect people who do that because that's not something a lot of people feel comfortable doing. Yeah, you have to be comfortable with yourself to even do it. You know, and I am comfortable with who I am. And, you know, I've been saying for quite some time, I'm like, I'm just going to let people see the real me because I'm not what a lot of people are perceiving. I'm not angry and bitter and, you know, been fucked over by men. All these crazy, you know, assumptions that people have. I have a good relationship. I have a loving, supportive man. You know, I have played this game for a long time, and although I have evolved beyond trying to play men for tools and fuse and, you know, the things that younger women do, I have evolved beyond that, but I'm still in that, and now my game is just on a different level. I'm focused on flipping the game in bigger and better ways, you know, um, so I want people to understand who Butterfly Jones is as a woman, you know, so... I thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that because you also want to do it in a safe environment because some people will in, interview you, you know what I'm saying, and then it's like you look jacked up because of the way it, it's presented, mm-hmm. you know. So I think you're a very good interviewer in that you allow a person to um, express themselves and, and then you pick out the parts that are, good and relevant and, and make sense and, and craft something that, that, you know, is a story. And that's why I changed my mind in the middle and was like, you know, let's go on and, and, and tell it because this is a good format for people to get to know you. Yeah, and I think it's important, too. I mean, that's we talked about earlier, what would be good uh, podcast-wise and format-wise for you because, like I said, I would love to do something with you, not even with me having to be a part of it all the time because I want it to be about you and – and to present yourself in the way that you want to present yourself. And I don't know what way that would be. I like what we did today, um, and I like the fact that you may be comfortable enough to reveal all sides of Butterfly Jones and the fact that you may be interested in doing something like that. Like, um, But I, like I said, again, I mean, I would love to do it, but I want you to sort of <clears throat> come up with the format. Like, what would you like to talk about or what, what would you like for the thing to be, the feature to be about? Because, yeah, I mean, I want it to be yours because I, I definitely think what you have to say needs to be heard. I said that from the moment I met you. Um, we just need to, yeah, I would just love to be, at least help you out in that process. Well, that sounds good because, as I mentioned before, I've been wanting to do this, like, Mac TV thing for a couple years and actually connected with a couple other guys who, um, you know, saw my blog and thought, you know, they vibed with what I was saying, and I thought, okay, well, we'll you know, I'm going to roll with them. And unfortunately, once, you know, <laughs> you really start talking to a person, you find out that basically they're trying to get close to you to not only build their following because, again, I had a different website and, 
much higher you know, readership and all that going on at the time and a different Facebook. Everything was uh, different, you know, and so they were basically using my audience and using my concepts and then putting it on their Mac blog and flipping the script. So I kind of really tightened up then as far as, you know, sharing uh, experiences or even sharing game, you know, just being very careful about that. And I also am very cautious about who I uh, work with or, you know, just join up with because people have ulterior motives and they own just different things. So finally I met you and you seem like, you know, what you are is who you say you are and I'm seeing consistency and so I like to do something and I need to sit down and come up, like you said, with an interesting format of how this information can be shared in a way that will be interesting to the audience and that they can actually, we can mainstream it in a way. You know what I mean? Like that's the issue I'm facing right now. Is It's cool to be niche, but how do you kind of bring in the broader audience with this subject matter? You know? Yeah, no, I struggle with that too. I'm like, yeah, 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 and and you know, I think about that all the time, and I joke about, not even joke about, because shit pisses me off. I'm pissed off about the fact that bullshit and and, and shit that seems phony is becomes popular. I, I don't understand it, but it's like we talk about the Tariq dude and all these other folks who are spitting straight bullshit that doesn't apply to their lives, but somehow they take that shit mainstream. And that shit annoys the hell out of me. I hate that. I don't mind being underground to a certain extent, but I wouldn't mind being a little more prominent so that we can at least present a different side to the bullshit that's being presented out there. Right. Well, one thing that people have told, you know, people respond to visuals. Uh, that's what I've seen. And that's one um, one challenge is, you know, if you do something that's visual then that seems to be a, a lot more catchy. So if you're on, if we're just doing it, you know, audibly, then I think it needs to be, it needs to, you know, capture the ear. You know, it's got to be really catchy. And, you know, when people listen to it, it's like addictive, almost like a good radio show, you know, and that's what we have to figure out is how to to do that. You know, oh, because know. a lot of people... Oh, no, no, I know how to do it um, as far as putting that together because, yeah, you have to paint a picture with words. So, yeah, I'm familiar with that because I sort of do that with what I do because uh, I had no interest in being seen, but I can talk all motherfucking day long and make it try to at least make it seem interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I could do that as far as, you know, spicing your shit up that way, um, but just format-wise. I was just trying to find out, like, what Well, what about hot topics? Because that was one of the things that I was um, thinking about for Mac, my Mac TV is, like, there are a lot of topics that come up each week that are really game-related topics that you see on these blogs, so everybody's already interested in the conversation. And you kind of find the game in that uh, popular content, and then that could broaden our base because that's one of the things I had on my other website, and that's what would draw a lot of people in, celebrity conversation. And I was actually, like, one thing, I'm just giving an example um, when Love and Hip Hop started, and CBJ and Jocelyn and Mimi, that whole triangle was so uh, popular. Everybody was talking about it. And I just found a, a spin on it. I took the game out of it, and I started breaking down, you know, what kind of game CBJ was running, what type of player he was, and, you know, that kind of 
thing, and it, I found my niche with it that way. So that's one thing we can do is maybe have a segment of Hot Topics and incorporate the game. Not just talking about celebrities, but whatever is current at that time as game-related, whether it be hustling or um, pimping or playing and finding the game in that. I will tell you what we do. Let's play around with this one because I, I like that idea a lot. Let's um, let's do that. I mean, if you because you watch those reality shows, so you think Love and Hip Hop is something something that people will, will talk. I mean, they're talking about because it it's, it's fairly popular, right? <laughs> yeah, very so, popular, especially among our base of people. Right. I don't watch reality shows, but yeah, I know that shit is popular. So here's what we'll do. Um, and we'll play around with it. With, with the first uh, series that we'll do, I'll let you pick out the shows. You know, since you watch that shit, just um, pick out the shows, find whatever interesting topic they talk about within those shows. I'll go pull the audio from those shows and turn them into clips, and um, you can comment on those clips the way you talked about this now. Like, you know, Stevie J and whoever else is talking about this, uh, and you can point out the game that's being run in those situations. Oh, that would be fabulous because I'm telling you, this is what these women are, the um, black women, statistically, I was uh, doing some research, uh, and they said that black women are one of the biggest, well, not one of the biggest users of the Internet and social media of all the uh, classes of people, which I did not expect. And um, they're also the biggest watchers of television. And that's why so many uh, news reality shows are being geared towards black women and so many uh, even movies now. You're seeing more and more movies being geared towards black women because we're the ones running to the theaters, buying books, and uh, on these different blogs, searching out different topics. So if you appeal to them, you're going to grow your audience. And where the women are, the men are going to come. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that that's one of the things to read it then I think that's how he grew his base, you know. If he, even though he has a fucked up approach and it's a backwards approach, if you listen to his videos and you look at the comments, a lot of women are invested in what he's talking about. And that's part of the reason he's very popular. And women follow blindly. Men, to me, they do. They oh, I I agree with you. Definitely. I knew that from day one. I've said that in, in podcast episodes. Yeah, you want to capture the women. Once you capture the women, like you touched on, the dudes will follow. And women will follow you. They buy books. They, they read the articles. They do all of that shit that yep. dudes don't do. So you want the women involved, definitely. And then we have to figure out, the, of course, the own game topic, how to monetize what we're doing. You know, so we can gain popularity, and that's great. But there are many ways to monetize uh, podcasts. And so once we gain the popularity, then we can have certain um, podcasts that they have to pay for, you know, that'll be that real deep game. You know, we'll figure it out. But that's how uh, other successful podcasts, that's how they roll. Or hopefully we can, you know, start getting sponsorships and all that because it's all about getting paid. You know, (laughs) it's cool to have an audience, but at the end of the day, you know, it's also about increasing um, your financial position. Yeah, no doubt. So, and me, I've been around long enough on the Internet that, you know, I know quite a few ways that you make money, you know, online. So we'll definitely figure that out. Are you cool with that, or are you just in it for the 
for the glory or for the... Uh... Oh, I'm not in it for the glory, trust me. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm not hung up on the glory. Trust me, if I was, if I wanted to be famous, I could have gone that way a long time ago. And I'm not trying to be famous. Um, I mean, the money thing, we can discuss all that. Later, you're the, you're the hustler. I'm not so much of a hustler. I'm, I'm more of the creative type. So, um, nah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll work all that out. And I'm definitely not trying to pimp you. I'm just wanting to help you sort of get your voice out there. And like I said, I can oh, help yeah, I, can I appreciate it because that's what I wanted. I've been looking for this type of connection, like you said, a creative. Because when I try to do, and some people will come at me like, well, why don't you do this with your videos, do that? And they didn't understand. First of all, that's not my lane. I'm not a video producer. You know, and once you, the more deep I get into video editing and, and, and music editing and that part of it, then the creativity of the spontaneity is gone. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need the two parts to work. Yeah, well, I mean, again, Hello? that I'm I'm the creative, yeah, I'm the creative dude. So, um, if we want to play around with it, we can do it that way. And, um, yeah, you can come up with, just check out different shows. Which We have to come up with a clever title, too. Uh, Pimpin' Hollywood, or whatever you want to call it out. We, we talk some things, you come up with some, we'll talk some around. And uh, come up with a clever Okay, title. yeah. You give me your ideas because, as I told you, my issue is reaching men. A lot of guys assume when they hear female Mac that I am preaching to women about men are bad. I mean, this is, as you said, a perception that other people have. And that's the perception they get. And they're like, I don't want to hear anything this bitch says because she's just an angry black woman. So the title and things like that, I think your input will be great. And also, you know, the way that... um we introduce the show and, and just the vibe of it. I I would like you to kind of structure that and take the reins on that because, again, the female aspect, the, the perspective that I come with is, you know, it, it's unique, but I want it to appeal to men. I think that that's right. what, what I'm missing is that male energy coming into things. Yeah, I mean, you want that. I mean, you want that for, for numerous reasons. I was talking to somebody the other day about that shit. This dude was, like, not wanting people to hate him, and he had a podcast. Like, no, you want people to hate you, nigga. <laughs> you don't want everybody to like you. No, you want that pushback. Right. Yeah, you want that pushback. You want people out there writing about you on Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. Are you heard that bitch? You know, that's like, you want that. Right, you do. You want that pushback. And that's what grows your audience because people are like, who said that? Why did they say it? You know, and then here they come to listen. You know, so um, like you said, but we have to mainstream it and and hot topics and celebrity um, stuff is one way to do that and then kind of move into the deeper game issues throughout the show. Like we can just address one principle uh, we can even look at certain books if you wanted to that have been published because I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about 48 Laws of the Game. Uh, to be honest with you, the only pimp book I ever read was 48 Laws of the Game by Pimpy Ken, and I didn't read that until, what, three or four years ago? I didn't even know it existed. But there are certain books that uh, a lot of guys who are players in the making, as they call themselves, that are, they're into and perhaps you know, even looking at some of the concepts that these books um, talk about and then breaking it down in real-life um, examples would be entertaining as well. Hello? Yeah. No, no, I'm here. So that's, oh, that's 
two of my suggestions, because once you can link something to um, something that's already popular, once again, that's what I found from blogging is where you get the real growth in your popularity. Really up to something that's already popular? Yeah, it's like you're piggybacking on a topic or a person that's already circulating in the search engine because that's what it's all about is the search engine. If you can click on something that's already uh, trending, even if it's a lower-level trend, then you will come up like Kim Kardashian. I have been wanting to do some game on Kim Kardashian for the longest. And I held a lot of things back because I didn't want to put it out there in the wrong format. Once you give the game, it can't be, you know, given again. But that's a topic. If I were to put the right title and have it uh, structured in a certain way, you're going to get a a gang of people that are going to want to know, what's the game on Kim Kardashian? You know, what? like, for example, what she knows about men and dating that, has her, you know, why I would define her as a female player. You know, those kinds of things. A lot that, and you could piggyback on the Kardashian thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's do it. Let's like, talk I mean, about it. Yeah, I mean, there's lots to talk about. Like you said, you got the book angle, you got the movie angle, the Hollywood angle as far as the reality shows and all that. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to stay in that realm, we can definitely do that because I want you to, to talk about things that you're comfortable with, that you that you think is going to be, like you said, trending, because um, I'm not up on that shit as much because, I'm, you know, I spend a lot of time on social media and things like that. So, now I'll leave that up to you. You can just let me know what you want the topic to be and what clips you want pulled and put together, and, yeah, we'll mess around well, with What do you think we should talk about? What you no, guys, what, what would you want to hear? No, I agree with you. No, I think that's perfect. No, I'm, I'm saying I think the idea is great. I'm just not one to know what's being talked about. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. I mean, if Everybody is talking about Stevie J and, and this this week. If they talk about being Mary Jane and or scandal or whatever you feel as though needs to be talked about and what's hot at that time, I agree. Jump on it. Let's talk about it. Oh, and then another aspect that we can hit that was very popular on my website. I used to do Ask Butter, and it was you know basically you know you can get people to write their question in or you know how we'll you know figure it out. But um, I had people write me and they would give me their scenario, and then I would tell them how to um, flip the game or run game, you know, and that was, I would say, the most popular feature on my site. And, you know, women, it's never ending. They just, you know, have so many questions. And so they're going to tune in and they're going to tell their friends to tune in. That's another thing we can do that with. And you can give your perspective. That's when it would be very entertaining is to have uh, me give my perspective from a female and uh, being a female, and then here you come in with a player mentality and give your perspective on that situation. That's hot. Oh, yeah, we can do that, too. I like that. Yeah, I want to do that on my show, but I think I'd better, I'd rather do that on your show. It's like have that whole point-counterpoint type thing. Yeah, and, and you will see that women, they that's what they really get into is they want to run their problems to you and tell you, how these men are doing it wrong and ask you, do you think he's playing me, butter? <laughs> that kind of thing. So those are the things that I saw from my experiences that are very uh, popular. People want to hear about celebrities. People want to ask questions. And, you know, the game aspect, um, that's what we got to work on, how to actually stay on the game. Because if you keep going to celebrity topics, 
or we basic relationship topics, then you lose what's unique about what we do. You know what I mean? So the key is to how do we keep it game focused and 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 um, deep in the game. You know that's really all I'm interested in. I don't want to just talk about Kim Kardashian just to be. No, I don't want to talk about that either. No, I don't want to do hot topics as much as I want to do is breaking down the game. I want you to talk about the game scenarios in those situations. Yeah. We can even break down like Forty Eight Laws. Of, not Forty Eight Laws. Um, what is the name of that book? Uh, Robert Greene, um, The Laws of Power. That's another one that people keep tweeting about, and everybody's you know reading these Laws of Power. Have you read that book by Robert Greene? No. Well, it's it's a very good book. It's a like a textbook on um, ancient secrets on how to gain and maintain power. And so basically it's like a, a a book for aspiring players, but it's not just on romance, it's on, you know, just the game of life, how to just basically gain power and leverage in life. And, okay. you know, again, some valid points that he makes in there that is a hot topic that if we address some of those chapters, some of those discussions, and kind of give our urban modern-day spin on it, I think it will be fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. No, I think that I'm going to not totally leave that up to you, but no. I mean, if you know what's hot and trending out there, let's do it. Just let me know what it is, and and um, if it's something, like I said, I need to pull a clip and put it together, I will. It's just a topic that we're going to talk about. Let's let's do it. I don't even need to know in advance because I love spontaneous type shit like that. But, um, yeah, I love that. Well, see, I'm a planner, though. See, I'm better when I can know what I'm going to talk about, and then I have, you know, my little notes, and I, But no, but that's cool, too, though. No, and that's cool, too. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't function that way, Um, and I think that's what would be interesting, too, about the two of us as well. It's like you come in with your plan shit, (laughs) and I come in with my spontaneous, this is the way I feel about it shit, because that's the way I deal anyway, which is how I feel about certain situations. I don't don't do any research on anything ever, and I I sort of like that. I, I just function that way. Well, I'm very excited about this because, I, you know, things happen in time. And I know that last time we talked, something, you know, just told me, said, don't force it. Just stop because, as I told you, I had a family emergency. And actually, you know, I could just go on and tell you my sister is disabled, you know, and she's my older sister. And she had to, I had to take custody of her. And um, that happened like a week after we talked. So I had all these things in the pipeline, and I'm like, oh, my God, now this just monkey wrenched everything that I had going that I was going to, you know, use the wave of what we did that interview and, you know, keep going from there. And something just told me, so don't worry about it. It's not meant for you to post anything else right now. Sit back, take care of what's before you, and you know, everything will fall in line. Now I see what it was about. It was about you and me coming together and creating something that is going to be way better than what I would have done on my own. Because, like I said, my issue is I have the information, but delivering it in a way that's entertaining is what my challenge has been. So I think that now the two of us, like you say, your creativity is going to just take us over the top. There's nothing out there like what we're talking about. Exactly. You know, the closest thing to it is like Tariq and uh, I think his name is Tommy Sotomayor, a few people like that. And they're really focused on uh, left field game, you know, some shit. I don't even know where they're coming from. 
but it's not 48 laws of the game. It's not some basic principles, you know? So I'm so excited. And so when do you want to rendezvous and kind of um, hash out the next steps or, you know, what, uh, set up a time when we can kind of, you know, decide yeah. when we're going to do the first episode? Yeah, just let me know when. Well, here's what we do. We can do a test run. Like, just let me know what topics you want to talk about, any clips I need to pull. I'll do that, and then we'll do a show. And then um, when okay. based on your availability, just let me know when you're available to do it, and then um, I'll go ahead and <clears throat> do all the pre-production I need to do, and then we can just make it happen. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to see what's, what's hot right now and and find out what's, um, what I can link to the game or what's got game in it to talk about and, and get back with you as soon as I can. Yeah. I like that. That sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And you have a blessed day. I appreciate you. And like I said, I think what you do is dope, and I'm looking forward to what we create together. I appreciate that, sister. I'm going to be looking for you getting back with me, so we can go ahead and make it happen. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.